Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode. I'm Pam, and I'm sitting here with Elisa and Heidi. Hello. Hello. And we are going to chat. Today's episode is going to be a really good one because it's going to be um, a lot about language. Well, it's going to be all about language, encouraging healthy language. Um, we have some strategies for being able to help our little ones with that language, developing that language, some little tips, and then we also have some guidelines as to what our expectations should be when it comes to language. Mm -hmm. So I think a good starting point is to talk about where our little ones should be at with uh, milestone development, good. right? What are we looking for? So nine months of age, we just want our little ones to be babbling, making a bunch of sounds, blah, 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 right? We're not really looking for words. Mm -hmm. If you have some, awesome. Not typical, but hey. And definitely not an expectation. <laughs> um, by 12 months, we want at least three words consistently. Again, these words don't have to be clear, so it doesn't have to be um, bottle. Mother, I would like my bottle, please. Bottle, baba, for bottle is totally acceptable. Baby talk is good for your, your babies when they're beginning, um, but we don't want to mimic the baby talk. But having um, baba for bottle... Uh, would be like um, an example, mama. Like they say, mama. baba for bottle. They yeah. say baba. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, again, they're going to be babbling. They always have this sort of like invented. Some of them have this great invented language where they're just like, and you're like, uh huh. Tell me more. Like it's just they have this whole different. They're from a different planet. It seems, and it's so fun to listen to them. It is. I love that language. Mm -hmm. um, and we want to take turns with them making sounds. So they say a couple of sounds, and then you can just add to it. Be imaginative. Oh, tell me more. Oh, really? And, and then pausing, yes. and then letting them ba 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 again. Right? My dad always. My dad used to do this from very very little. Like as soon as little babies are like, oh, and he'd like, oh, tell me more. Did you have a good dream last night? And he'd always talk about that mm -hmm. stuff. So dad was really good for that. It and it's a lot of fun because you it can is. be like no really mm -hmm. okay then what happened <laughs> and and really taking that pause to let them because that's the beginning of conversations right your turn my turn so when it does even when they're little little when it does get to their turn they're like oh it's my turn <laughs> and then they actually look to you to respond yes yeah. right so yeah. that's actually what we're looking for there um 18 months this is a really big one for language mm. development we want at least 20 words by 18 months, they do not need to be clear words. Again, so baba for bottle, meh for milk. That counts as a word for them. As the long as they're using it consistently, right? Mm -hmm. Like every day Mitt they're is saying, always milk. Yeah. Moo. Um, yeah, so animal sounds count as words. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's a big one because a lot of families that uh, I work with will say, she only says mom, dad. Uh, 
Dodo, Dog. which Car. is the name of yeah. our dog, and a few other. And I'm like, well, does she say animal sounds? Oh, yeah, lots of animal sounds. Moo, ba. She makes a little a grunting sound like a pig. All those animal sounds count. So animal play is a great way for building and encouraging that language. Now, if you're not seeing 20 words by 18 months, we do want to get in some help right away. We don't want to play the wait and see approach. Um, contact, uh, go see your doctor. Um, in North Bay, we have one kid's place. You can refer yourself. You do not need a doctor's referral for that. And you can do it right online and you can just say, we are 18 months old and we only have X amount of words. You'll be put on a wait list and that wait list takes a while. So playing wait and see for language and then we wait till they're two and they still don't have language development and then you get on the wait list. It's like mm -hmm. six, nine months has gone by where you could have been getting help a lot earlier. So, so if six months goes by and you haven't been seen and then all of a sudden your child just has a big explosion, explosion of, language. of language, then you just cancel your... Absolutely. So say so your little one is 18 months and you only have maybe 12 words. You get, you get, you get on the list to get help and when they call you for an intake... They'll ask you where you're at at that time, and you can say, you know what, I was really concerned at the time, but something must have happened, or maybe we were just, like, really noticing it and working on it more. And now we actually have words, and I'm not so concerned anymore. They still might want to come in and do a, an actual assessment, but it's okay to say, you know what, we needed help then. Things yeah. have worked out. It's okay. So just get on the list. Definitely easier to do it earlier than rather than waiting until you're like, oh, gosh, you're almost three and you still don't have words. We need to see somebody now. And then having to get into that wait list. Yeah. Um, so two years of age, we want them to be joining two words together. So my milk, um, big ball, simple words like simple putting those two words together uh, more more milk more crackers <clears throat> we're not looking for full sentences two years two words together really easy to remember two and a half years they should be joining three words together and using word endings with ing es so jumping um fishes even though it's not proper grammar they're starting to add to those plurals and those um doing words um, eating instead of I eat, right? I eating. Yes. It's it's not proper grammar, but we want that ing being added. So we'll talk more about the strategies, how to build that, and then using pronouns by two and a half. So pronouns are I, me, he, she, her, him, encouraging that uh, language as well. Three years of age, we want them to be having sentences at least five words or more. And using some adjectives like big, small, heavy, dirty, messy. Messy is such a fun one for them. Yeah. It's messy. <laughs> I don't like it. It's too messy. Yeah. So those are just um, up to, th you know, by four we should be, there should be no language going on. There might be a few sounds that they're not able to produce at four, but just encouraging that. And we're going to talk about how to role model, model mm. that as well. <clears throat> so that's what you're looking for um developmentally so it's it's really good we need to know how many words and we need to be on top of that to know what we should be expecting but there are a few things that we can do during the day to help um one of the biggest ones is removing the soother or the bottle oh yeah all day long so if your little one is walking around with their soother and their bottle in their mouth 
if they are moving it to the side so that they can try and speak to you. Yeah, think about how to, <coughs> it makes them talk like this. Yeah. So, so how can Elise is holding it? a finger in her mouth. <laughs> yes. Those of you who can't see. I don't actually have a soother in my Which mouth. Which is, I think, everybody. <laughs> She's holding a finger in her mouth to mimic that sound. <laughs> Yeah, so removing that soother during the day, um, we really, it's really tough to be learning and, and really be practicing where our tongue needs to be, how our lips are supposed to be closed and open, when all we're doing is pushing the soother to the side and holding it in and trying to talk around it. Also, I don't know about you girls, but to my families, I recommend that after six months that soothers are only used for sleep and long car rides. They don't really need them throughout the day. So getting into the habit of taking it out yes. while they're Having awake. It only for sleep time. Only yep. for sleep and long car rides. Yeah, absolutely. Because, th and that's the thing, right? If we if we can start that early, yeah. where at six seven months, it's no longer an expectation that it's going to be in their mouth all day long. Then that's really going to help at eighteen months, two two and a half, three, when they don't have that obsession with needing it in their and mouth. And they're becoming more mobile at that age. They're becoming more engaged with toys and things and people around them. So there's no need really for them to be walking around or crawling around with, I hope they're not walking at six months, but, you know, <laughs> crawling around with a soother in their mouth or trying to learn how to babble with that soother in their mouth during the day all the time. I think where some of our families fall into offering the soother while baby's awake is their there's a little bit of anxiety about the baby starting to fuss and cry. Yes. And so if I just give them the soother, then they'll be, they'll we'll be fussy and, and I, I won't have to soothe her in public. We're usually, they're just trying to like, let you know and, um, babble back some displeasure or even pleasure. Right. And so it makes some uh, parents very anxious. And so they just plug the soother in right away. So it's okay for your baby to voice their displeasure. Um, in public, but, yeah. but yeah. it's hard for some. Or at home, sometimes if they are getting bored or tired or, mm -hmm. you know, they want to tell you something and they start to fuss a little bit, you can let them fuss a little bit and, and figure out what they need and let them get out a little bit of those feelings and frustrations. Instead of just being plugged mm -hmm. at all times mm -hmm. at every sound. Having conversations with them, we chatted a little bit as well, um, but having conversations with them and allowing them to respond even before they're having full, you know, conversations back with you. But it's that talk, talk, talk. You really want to, when you're in the grocery store, you are, and I mean, this is one of the reasons why I always made sure I had someone with me in the grocery store because I talked to myself all yeah, the time. me too. So with a baby around, <laughs> at, least, at least you're like, what do you think we should be having for dinner tonight? Yeah. I think, you know what, today we're going to go with this and yeah. da, 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 right? <laughs> Give so you an excuse to talk to someone. <clears throat> yes, but you're having conversations with your little ones, right? So if they're, if you're on the floor and playing, you're asking them questions. We know that they can't answer, but you're engaging in that conversation conversation with them really really important for them to be able to learn communication is by being spoken to and yeah so you're in the bath and you're splashing in the tub and you're saying splash 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 how else do you learn the word for splash without actually doing a splash right and so mm -hmm. that's something we talk about in our baby sensory class is off all these play and sensory experiences can offer a great opportunity for language. So we do water play and it's all about building the language around because often a family will just, you know, 
play with the water and they're not saying anything and they're just like, ooh, that's fun. But you can say drip, squeeze, ooh, wet, ooh, it's cold. This pour. water's warm, pour. Yep. Drip, 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 drip. And we're squeezing a sponge. Drip, 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 drip. <gasps> splash, 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 and, splash. And you might see them mimic you and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They might not be saying what you're saying, but they are they have that rhythm yeah. going Yeah, and then you well. just acknowledge their effort and yep. be like, yeah, drip. Yeah, splash, 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 splash. Um, I think you hit on something there, too, is that labeling of the the, mm. the, the sounds and the words, mm-hmm. right? Um, label, label, label. Everything. Just everything that you are doing, everything that you are handing to them. Like, you just want to be kind of that running commentary of, is this your milk? Would you like your milk? Here's your milk, right? We're saying it over and over and over again. We're labeling those words for them. We also want to make sure that we aren't accepting whining and grunting. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is a really big one that a lot of families get into. Don't feel bad if this is your family, but uh, 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 and it's a grunt and a point. And they're and pointing, a grunt and a yeah. Point and a grunt and a point. So everything is just a grunt and a point, a grunt and a point. So if they're grunting and pointing at their milk that's on the counter, you don't just want to hand them their milk without saying anything. Mm-hmm. You want to say oh, what would you like? Would you like your milk? Your milk is right there. Let's get it. And then you get it and you give it to them. Here's Here's your your milk. milk. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Again, so we're saying it over and over and over again. Uh, My younger brother didn't speak until he was closer to like three and a half, four. And mom brought him into speech and to get him assessed and all of that stuff. And she was like, oh, your son doesn't have a problem. It's your daughter, meaning me, (laughs) because he was my little baby. So anything he wanted or said or even moaned, I was like, oh, Ricky wants a glass of water. Oh, Ricky wants this. And Ricky, Ricky's not allowed to call him Ricky. Ricky. (laughs) I don't know how to call him Ricky anymore. But as a kid, he was Ricky still as a baby. Rick. Um, So, so, but that was it. She was like, he doesn't have an issue. It's her. Like yeah. I, he did, he had a little bit of a lazy tongue, but it, it was I was the issue because he was just You're my little it. oh yeah <laughs> hardcore. So like anything that Ricky wanted, I already knew what it was. Don't even worry about my, about it, Mom. I can understand him. I know. And he that wants. is such a good point mm-hmm. as well. We are mm-hmm. so in tuned with our little ones that we tend to know what they want before they even say it. Yeah, they can even just have a look on before their the face. Emotion or right? Grunt yeah, for it. they could whine in a certain way, and we know what. They they need and want so just because we know what they want and need it's still so important to get it out in language what mm-hmm. they want and what they need for them but also for the people that are around you as well because you know maybe grandma doesn't know what they want or need with that specific wine but you do so if you don't say anything grandma will never really come to recognize what baby needs or wants so yeah. Yeah. making sure that you're saying it yeah and the other thing is you're going to be mindful a little bit of your tone you're not going to just be like that's your milk you want your milk here's your milk okay there i did it three times that's what they said i should do right you're gonna <laughs> do it in a conversational way oh you want some milk and like really emphasize- over, milk is really say, good mommy <sighs> mommy milk please here yeah. you go honey here's your milk yeah right? we're saying it giving the them the actual sentence and language that you yep. can yes. role model for them yes, yes. Uh, another strategy that can that works really really well is books and pictures yeah our, our books and pictures oh, yeah um you want to be asking what's this and not where's the bird 
Where's yes, the duck? That's Where's really... the cow? Because then they, you can be like, oh, look how smart he is. They know it. They're just pointing, right? So you can be like, ooh, what's this? And say you pointed to a cow and they said duck and you say, oh, you think it's a duck? No, keep guessing. It says moo. And then you're building all that language in there. That's a really tricky one. Parents do it all the time. Show me the ball. Show me the sun. Show me the bird. And they're like, oh, my goodness, look how much stuff he knows. So the comprehension is there, yeah. but the language. So when we're working on language, we really want to encourage them saying it versus yes. pointing so what's to it. this? What does, you know, what does this do or something like that? What does like this that? say yeah. or what sound does this make? Yeah. Oh, how do you think he's feeling? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, don't, don't be afraid if your child is you know, crawling off and not really sitting while you're reading to them. Oh, yeah. Um, You want to try and get them to sit with you, especially if you're looking at books with pictures so that they can see everything. But if they're trying to flip through the pages, if they're trying to put the book in their mouth when they're younger babies, that's actually a first part of them learning how to read. Take take ten books and... Make those books the the mouthing books, right? Yeah. Those are going to be the board books, possibly not paper books. We don't want to get a paper cut on the lips. And if you're reading rhyming books and they are crawling off and, you know, touching other things or looking at other things, they are still getting that rhythm of language and books aren't only for bedtime right like if your little one especially if your little one's not in that phase of listening to books yeah do it during the day so that you can get down and lay on your belly with them on the carpet and and flip through the book they're going you're there on the ground with them they're going to want to come over and crawl on you and play on with you and stuff right so you can absolutely do books during the day and we would encourage to do them during the day as well as your bedtime routine um but the more you do that during the day, the more options there are there for being able to encourage those words. And you can do it with all sorts of toys. So a doll, you could be pointing to the body parts, right? Yeah. This is her fingers, fingers. And then you, you know, brush baby's fingers and say, here's your fingers. Where's baby's eyes? Here's your eyes. Mm-hmm. And you're, you that just was label favorite, everything. That was my mm-hmm. favorite game to play mm-hmm. with my children is them facing you and you're talking about, where are my eyes? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. where or is my what, nose? Wh- what are these mm-hmm. pointing to? Your and eyes? then, What's yeah, this? and then mm-hmm. that's when they start to. When they get older, they start to label your mm-hmm. all the things on your face and mm-hmm. your my double chin. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, I really like your two eyes, your one nose, your one mouth, and your two chins. <laughs> True story Drink. of what my son said Drink. to me one time. Oh yeah. Oh my god. He was about probably and two like and two chins. <laughs> And then when I would put when I would put makeup on my eyes or mascara, he would, "Mommy, your eyes look so beautiful." <laughs> he noticed. He would notice yeah. that. Oh my yes. gosh. Um, along with the books, right? Sometimes, and especially if our little ones are not engaged in the books, books aren't the only way. You can also, essentially, with the language, it's anytime you're with them, you can be working on that language. So if you're walking around the house with them, right? If they're not feeling, they're a little bit fussy and clingy and they don't want to be put down, you can walk around the Such house. Such a good way to pass the time. You can point out things on the walls and you can look at different pictures on the walls and you can look out your windows and you can point out, because yes, we have this beautiful picture that hangs over my, over my couch. Um, 
but how many times have I actually propped my seven or eight or nine month old or 12 month old up to actually look at the whole picture and see mm -hmm. the whole picture, right? So this is where take that opportunity for all of those little things that we may not be engaging them Maybe with. the colors. Yep. Coming up to your family photos that you might have in yes. your wall or picture albums and you say, here's, here's grandma, here's grandpa, here's auntie, here's cousin uh, Sue. And just, and they actually like the, yes. the photos a lot more than sometimes um, regular books. Now, if you're doing this and your child says Gaga and that's grandma, you don't repeat back Gaga. You say, yes. yeah, that's grandma, right? Mm -hmm. That's grandma. We love grandma. You're not going to keep repeating back the baby talk. Yeah. It's okay for your baby to have baby talk, but we're always yes. going to role model proper speech, what we proper want grammar, yeah. and yes. not in a, a harsh way. No, grandma. That's grandma. You're just doing it in a fun, loving way that's correcting, but not shaming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if so, they say caca for crackers, you're not going to call them caca, right? Well, we use caca for something else when I was little. Did you go caca? We're going to say, those are crackers. Do you, would you like some more crackers? Oh, are you talking about the crackers? Would you like some more crackers? Here's your cracker. And then you can build on it. You can be like, oh, goldfish crackers. Yeah. Yum. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So same thing. It's going to be the same thing, right? For water, for milk, for all of that stuff that they ask for on a regular basis. Um, if they're saying, wawa, wawa. Yeah. Would you like some water? I have your water right here. Here's your water. And it's, mm -hmm. would you like to come and eat now? Not, would you like to go num num? Mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so using those proper words as much as you can will then help your child learn those proper words and again if you've been using those words up to date then that's totally okay it's such an easy change yep. it's an easy shift to yep. mm -hmm. just be mindful that you're using the proper words yeah and you're if you are using uh baby talk reflecting back to your little one and then you, you say oh we got to go change your diaper oh you got to go change your diaper. Yeah, Silly you can mommy. always catch yourself. Exactly. <laughs> yes. When you're shifting and yeah. you're being a little bit more mindful, you might slip here and there, and that's yeah, fine. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good one to just make sure that you're... And if you're using um, sign language with your little ones before, so uh, I do, I really enjoy sign language. I think it's a great um, middle step for between that they know what they want but cognitively they can't get it out yet so sign language can be really helpful in situations like that and in that kind of gap but um even if you're using the sign language you're still using those words yeah would right you like more you're not just oh, using okay. the sign you would like more crackers there's my two there are my two signs okay i can get you more crackers not a problem so i'm doing the signs as i'm saying the words right because these are he hearing babies yes. we're talking about right yes you would never just use sign language for a hearing baby. Right. Yeah. And and this way here, now they're getting that sign, they're getting that communication across. Oh my gosh, you actually understand what I'm trying to say. But you're also encouraging the actual words as well. Yeah, and actually just going back to our developmental kind of check-ins there, um, gestures is sort of pre-language. So having 16 gestures by 16 months is kind of a goal too. So waving bye-bye, blowing kisses, reaching up to be picked up. Um, those are a couple of simple gestures that you can do. 16 gestures. Holy jumping. That's a lot of gestures to... <laughs> yeah, I'm, but I'm trying to think I of think like what other gestures they wave, they kiss. Because that's two. They. I can catch a ball, throw me the ball, put my hands up. Four. 
Um, would like an airplane in the sky kind of be? Would all that done. be like, oh yeah, all, all done. done. Okay, good. More. Yeah, so any of those signs that they might be using. Okay, good. Yeah, gestures. I have a whole document on that, but okay. uh, it is hard. I agree. 16. I can usually come up with eight really easily. Yeah, and then the, the top of my head, I'm like... Ugh. The 16, I usually have to go back to the document. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Of course. I forgot. Yeah. So maybe we'll post that in the um, show notes. Yeah. Perfect. Another really common time for them to start whining and, you know, is when they're done their meal and they want to come out of their chair. Yes. So, you know, we're so busy. All we want to think about is, okay, they're whining. They need to come out. So you tend to just go and get them out of their seat. And get them out. Without saying anything, right? But having them sit there and instead of getting them out right away... You're giving them that language. Even if they're six, seven, eight months old, yeah. you still say, are you all done? Would you like to come out? Yeah. Say out, please. And even though at six months, they're not going to be able to say okay. out, out, you're encouraging, you're yeah, out you're encouraging them to try and say it. And then if you can kind of think of how you can start a sentence and get them to finish. So you could play a game. One, two, three, up here we go so then you do one two three up here we go over and over and then you say one two three and they say up yeah here we and go singing twinkle twinkle little yeah. star or songs that they really really know yeah not oh, always twinkle, singing the whole thing twinkle little star Tar. and then you wait for them yeah you'd be so surprised at what they can yeah. complete in mm-hmm. those songs mm-hmm. i always did that Leaving i loved playing that little game yeah, with my fun. children when i was singing now what happens when, so if we say something like, if they say what, say they want their water and they go what, 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 do you think that we should force them to say water before they get the water? Absolutely not. Okay, good. So, so. Just want to make sure we're yeah, all on the same, on the same page. page. <laughs> Wow. We talked about this that, before. That rarely but, happens, right? <laughs> but we do want to make sure, right, it's not a forced, I'm not giving you your water until you say water. Because yeah. that's, now we're getting into a battle of wills. Now we're getting into if they're tired, if you're and if in they one really of those. can't say it. If they can't say it, if you're in this phase where they're just like, no. And then they just decide to hold fast against it. So you don't want to force them to have to repeat the word. Um, but this is where that three times comes in. Would you like your water? Here's your water. Thanks for your water, mommy. Right? Like you're saying it over and over. Oh, would you like your water, buddy? Here's your water. Here you go. Yeah. And then sometimes like overemphasizing a little bit, like being mindful of your tone. We don't want to be doing this in a shameful way, but really emphasizing the last part of the word that they're not finishing. Right? So you say, Water. Oh, you want some water. Mm-hmm. Mm, so good. Water. Yeah. You're not saying, it's not wawa. It's water. Water. Yeah. Water. Um, yeah. Also, <laughs> when you are when you are giving it to them, maybe saying, what is this? You know? So you're passing it to them and you're playing a little game with mm-hmm. them saying, yes. oh, what is this? Yeah. And then that might encourage them to say the word that they didn't want to say two seconds ago because yeah. Yeah. they felt on the spot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just don't definitely don't want to get into a battle of like I'm not giving it to you until no. you until no. you say it because a they're just gonna shut down and walk away and then you're like oh but buddy you were actually thirsty so you should have some water or here's your milk. It's gonna discourage gonna... them from wanting to say it as well. Yeah, and that's where we can sometimes see where they're trying, 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 and if they're not getting that helpful response, they're like, I'm done trying. I'm just not yeah. going to, I'm just going to go back to grunting. I'm just not going to, or I'm just not going to ask you for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
again, with language, it's one of those things, especially when we're working on words, we don't just want to be like at the counter saying, oh, you want your water? Here's your water and handing it to them. Um, if they're coming to you and saying, can I have my Wawa? You can get down and say, yeah, would you like your water? I'll get you your water. Perfect. Right? Yeah. Um, so we're still making that eye contact. We're still having that kind of connection with them. I can get you your water. One second. Right? Mom will get it. Language is also very, very closely tied into social. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So those two go so hand in hand together. And again, there will be days that are busier than others, or maybe you're just you not in the, water. yeah, there's, <laughs> sometimes water. you're just not in the right frame of mind and like you're on you the might, phone, right? Yeah. And <laughs> you might just need to, yeah, you need to just do it quickly or something, right? Yeah. So you might catch yourself in some of those times and that's okay. Just as long as for the most part, you're encouraging language where you can and when you can. Yeah. And just be conversational. Would you like your water, buddy? Mm -hmm. Here, let's go get your water. Let's go to the kitchen and get your water. Right? It's not like, water? Come mm. with me. I'll get you your water. Yeah. Right? And the voice starts to get really, really high. And we say it over and over and over and over again. Yeah. We just kind of want it to be part of that. Yeah, it's more in a conversation than it is you trying too hard yes. to get them to speak. Right? <laughs> Yeah, so as a little recap, we want to make sure that they don't have the soother in their mouth. Yeah, soother or bottle. Yeah. A lot of little ones will walk around with a bottle in their mouth as well. So soother bottle out. We're gonna and use... we do have some tips on how to get yes. them to the point where they're okay with not having the bottle or the soother during the day as well. Weaning from the bottle and stuff during the day. So. Ooh, mid-episode contest. Ooh. The first person who can tell us which episode number is our Soothers episode. Ooh. On the Restful Parenting Facebook page, you just come on there and say, the Soothers episode is... Number... We will give you a little prize. Oh, prize to be determined. Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> okay, so we want to make sure that we don't have the soother of the bottle in the mouth. We want to make sure that we're using proper language, role modeling yes. that proper language. So we're going to say diaper instead of diapy, and it's time for lunch instead of num-nums, those kinds of things. Um, we're going to label, 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 but not like a radio, right? Yes. Make sure you also have some pause for that give and take. Label, pause, give and take. What else am I missing? Say things three times. Yeah, the three times just kind of makes it easier. You're saying it, it's about repetitiveness without going overboard. And it's, it's not easy. like some scientific thing that it's, it, it must be three times. It's like if you say it two or four, like you just want to repeat it a little bit more, right? Yes. So three times is a good rule of thumb. Yep. Well, we hope that helps <laughs> give you some tips on how to start with some language development and how to encourage your child to begin to speak a little bit more mm -hmm. and little things that you can do to help because that's kind of what we all need right sometimes it's just those little tips that you're like ah I'm gonna do this and that's gonna that that will help and right? such so. a small thing can make a huge difference just the labeling can yes. make such a huge difference in speech and if you find that your little one is not meeting those language milestones the big one being 20 words at 18 months don't play wait and see. Yes. Get the help. Uh, great. Well, thanks a lot, guys. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. 
If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.